0: and yes if you want to stand you're more than welcome to do that praise God when you got it say amen Amen. if you see it on the screen say amen Amen. just say amen anyways all right praise God Acts the 16th chapter uh, verse 37 but Paul said to them they have beaten us openly uncondemned Romans and have thrown us into prison and now do they put us out secretly no indeed Let them come themselves and get us out. Of course, this scripture is referring to Paul and Silas being in the prison. And this is upon their release after their torture, after being beaten, after being thrown in the inner prison, not the outer prison, but into the inner prison. This is their release from that. And they wanted them to go quietly. They wanted them to leave quietly. They wanted them to, to leave, just get out of town. We've had enough of your kind around here. We just want you to go. And Paul goes, no, 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 no. They need to come and get us. They need to come and get us. They need to recognize that we were right. They need to recognize that we were right in the eyes of God. They need to recognize that we had something going on, that we were correct in, in, our, in our teachings. We were correct in what we were doing. We were correct in freeing that young lady. They need to come get us. So tonight, I just want to preach a few moments and finish uh, my message from the other night. But I changed the title to shake in fear or receive it in faith. Amen. We have a choice. We can either shake in fear or we can receive it in faith. Yes, sir. Praise God. Praise God. If you close your eyes. Uh, Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity, Lord. I ask you to bless me, Lord. Bless my mind, Lord. Bless my lips, Lord. Let me say, do, preach your word here tonight, Lord. Let me feel your anointing once again, Lord, here tonight. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray. And everyone said "Amen." amen. You may be seated. If you want to follow along, you are more than welcome to. We're going to jump back up to verse 16. Uh, of Acts, the 16th chapter, and it says, Now it happened as we went to prayer, a certain slave girl possessed with the spirit of divination met us and who brought her masters much profit by fortune-telling. The girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And she did for many days. When you are changed in a moment, when God blesses you, when God changes you, you should shout about it for days on end. Yeah. Amen. When God heals you, you should shout about it for days end. Yeah. When God blesses you financially, you should shout about it for days on end. Yeah. Amen. You should testify about it. Some of my best Favorite testimonies that we have in our church is people that tell the testimonies of when they first received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Some of those people have been in church all my life, longer than I have been alive. But there's something about hearing that first time. That first time that God changed them. That first time that God changed who they were. There's something about hearing that For the first time. It's something that makes my spirit stir just a little bit. And this girl was uh, 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 delivered from the spirit. Delivered and, and, and set free from her captive. Set free of someone that she made a lot of money for. So in other words, she was really good at it. The spirit was very good at it, I should say. And she made a lot of money doing it. But she was set free. And she shouted, oh, I'm free. Free, free, free. How many like free things? (laughs) Amen. Everybody likes free things. But Paul and Silas could have just ignored her. They could have been about their way. They could have just kept going. They could have just walked by her. They could have ignored her. They could have just went about their ways. How many times have we gone by someone we just ignored them. Something maybe God has spoken to us in the moment and said, you know what, you need to speak to so-and-so. You need, I don't know who that person is in Walmart, but you need to speak to them. And we've just walked by them. See, the other night I preached on being unsatisfied. And I'm here to tell you tonight, I don't want to be Satisfied. I don't want to be satisfied in what God has given me. I don't want to be satisfied in where I am. I don't want to be satisfied with hearing the stories of old. Right, right, right. Oh, I love the testimonies. I just told you how much I love to hear them. I love to hear the testimonies. I love to shout. I love to, 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 to get excited about some of them. But I'm not satisfied with just hearing about the old. Right, right. I want to pave my new, my path. I want to hear stories that I have given. I want to see miracles and signs and wonders, things that I have seen for myself that I'm not satisfied with just where we were. I'm not satisfied with just having church like we normally do. Right. Now, I'm not talking about changing doctrine or anything like that, but I'm talking about feeling my own experience. Yes. I'm tired of hearing about, well, when, when revival comes, No. Revival can be here tonight. Revival can be here this morning. Revival can be here uh, 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 this week in your midweek service. Revival can be in your car. Why didn't you get an amen? You don't have to be in the four walls of the church to have revival. Amen. Revival starts in us. Revival starts in us. I want to change who I am. I want to change where I'm going. I want to change something. And I can have that revival in my own car, on my way to work, on my way to Walmart, on my way somewhere. I can have revival right within me. Wherever my prayer closet is, I spend a lot of time on the road, uh, about 40 minutes to work and about 40 minutes back. Uh, Sometimes it's the greatest 40 minutes of my life. Amen. Amen. I just... I can ride in silence. I can ride uh, in, in, in uh, with music playing. I can ride praying. I can ride listening to other preachers. I can ride listening to books. I can ride, sometimes it's the greatest 40 minutes of my life. Sometimes it's not so much. Sometimes it's 10 minutes into it and I'm going... Get stuck. I come from St. Croixville. I get stuck in Martin's Ferry all the time, every red light, every car going slow, every or, or, or not so much. Uh, well, it is Martin's Ferry, but Bridgeport and Martin's Ferry are both going from Interstate seventy to Route seven. Yeah. <sighs> I would gladly, by the way, I mm-hmm. gladly pay for a bridge that went from seventy to seven that just swung out around or did something. I don't even know how they would do it. I would gladly pay my taxes to do that. It would cut my... And it doesn't matter. I can go down to four seventy. It's the same hassle. It's just as much. So, but sometimes it's so, so joyful to be in the car and sometimes so, not so much. But there's times that I just sit and I can ride and I can concentrate on God. And that's excitement. And then I start to get frustrated. And I think to myself, am I not doing enough? Mm-hmm. Am I not doing enough? Am I not, not praying enough? Am I, am I not serving the church enough? No. Mm-hmm. We need to serve the church. Yes, we need to give our time. Yeah. Yes, amen. Hey, man, I preached a message one time on giving 10% of your time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Tithing your time to the church. He said, well, there isn't scripture for that. Hmm. I'll preach that one day if you want me to. Yeah. Giving to the church, being involved in the church, yeah. being involved in the kingdom of God is an important part of your life. Good. Amen. It's an important part of your life. Not, not so that we can build massive buildings and we can build, so we can see God move in people's lives. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. If not, what are we doing? Right. Uh-huh. What are we doing? Why are we here tonight? Right. I'm here tonight because I want to see someone's life changed. I'm not here because I need Brother White to pat me on the back. No, come on, that's good. I appreciate it. I do. But I don't, need, I don't need him to pat me I'm here to see God move in his word. Right. Amen. I'm, see, I'm here to see him do a change in someone's life. The spirit was annoyed. The spirit that consumed that young girl was annoyed. Because it was annoyed by the men of God. Right. It was annoyed By higher power, we need to be able to annoy some spirits. Uh, I got, I got a couple of you. Let's try it again. We need to be able to annoy some spirits. Amen. My grandmother used to tell the story all the time. They went and picked Brother Stone King up from the airport one time. And if you know who Lee Stone King is, he just walks like this all the time. And he's he is very confident in who he is and who's what God he serves and what God he represents. And he's very confident. And she said she never felt more empowered than when you walk behind someone that just had that much faith. And it's always bothered me when I was a young child. I used to think, my goodness, how do I get there? How do I get to that level? How do I get to where I just have so much confidence in God? That I have so much confidence that he can do anything at any moment, at any time. How do I get to the point that I can annoy some spirits? And I started praying, I started looking, I start going over and uh, researching and those things. And it comes down to something simple. Dedicate yourself to God. Don't be satisfied. Don't be satisfied with just l- reaching a certain level with God. Don't be satisfied with just getting to a certain point in, with God. You need to be infused with a new excitement. A new excitement every single day where you can just annoy some spirits. Amen. This Ohio Valley, just it just wants to reek of ugly, old uh, spirits. Yeah. Amen. We need to be the igniter. We need to be the annoyance. We need to tell the spirits, you know what? I serve a higher God. I serve a God that can tell you what to do. I serve a God that can deliver. I serve a God that can heal. I serve a God that can, can bless us financially. I serve a God that takes care of all my needs. we can annoy the spirits or we can be the opposite and just ignore them. See, the devil's okay with you just ignoring. You ain't hurting anybody. He'll let you come to church. He'll let you sit on the pew. He'll let you worship in your car. But if you don't do anything else about it, he's fine with that. You know why? Because he's got a thumb right on you. It's, oh, no, 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 I serve God. I serve, I serve a powerful God. But if you don't do anything with that power, he's got you. If you don't do anything with it, he's got you. He's got you right where he wants you. He's got you sitting. But when you start to, to, to dedicate yourself to God, dedicate yourself in prayer, dedicate yourself to reading this book, I made the comment the other night. I said, it doesn't matter whether you read this book in 12 months, 13 months, 15 months, 24 months. It doesn't matter if you get all the way through it and it takes you three years. The point is to be reading the book. Amen. Read the book. Those plans are great. And and, and I applaud anybody can do it in a year. But you know what? As long as you are reading the book, that's all that matters. Consuming the book. Annoying some spirits. We need to annoy them. We need to annoy every spirit that comes against us. Verse 18 says, she did this for many days. And it says, but Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, oh my. How many, how many got that confidence in God? How many got that confidence in God? You can just look at a spirit and say, you know what? I've had enough of you. I've had enough of you tormenting my family. I've had enough of you tormenting my, 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 my relatives. I've had enough of you tormenting my family. I've had enough of you trying to hold me down. I've had enough of you holding me down. I've had enough. You see, my, my, uh, our little dog... God love her. She loves me more than anything. And all these people right down here will admit to that. Amen. 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 She does. She loves me. And I didn't even want her. Honestly, didn't want her at all. Didn't I I didn't want that dog? I didn't want. No. She loves me. And they'll go in the house first and we'll do it tonight probably because they do it all the time because dad's slow. But they'll go in the house and they'll get her out of the playpen and They'll give her hugs and she's all excited to see them. But then when I walk through the door and I just whistle She's Christopher will hold her and she'll kick or Landon will hold her and she'll kick and she'll kick and kick and her legs are doing and she's doing all this and her. Trying to flop around and everything else because she's got to get to me. She's got to get to me and acknowledge me. Now she may only spend about two seconds with me and then she's off doing something else. But in that moment, she panics and she's got to get there because she's got to get what she wants. She at that moment she just and when she is so frustrated, I feel like sometimes when I am just being tormented by any spirit that is in this world, that I need to get a bit, a little bit like that. I got to get away from you. I've had enough of you. I know a God that can get you off of me. I know a God. God that's got to get you away from me. And I'm going to claim it right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned to the spirit and said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. It didn't wait I'm here to tell you, some of you that have been praying for things for a long, long time, I, God will bless you in your tarrying, but there needs to be a time that you just say, I've had enough, and in Jesus' name, I'm claiming it, it needs to leave. Yeah. Come on, it needs to be removed, in Jesus' name. Not tomorrow, not next week, now. 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 You have that authority. That authority okay. is given to you. To speak it, not in my name, not in Brother White's name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. We allow them. We allow them to bother us. We allow things in this world to just be there. We allow situations because we feel that we can't get any better and we can't do any better because the world is great at telling you how worthless you are. I am a child of the king. I am a child of the king. I am a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. I'm not worthless. I'm not trash. The world may look at me and say, You're nothing but a loudmouth, goofy goofball. I don't care because I know a God that loves me. Oh, hallelujah. There's so many times that we get in our mind, God doesn't love me. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. does. It doesn't matter what you've done. He loves you. It doesn't matter where you are in life. He loves you. Oh, hallelujah. I I feel us moving here. I feel a little bit here tonight. God loves you. You may doubt that. You may say, well, the, the world doesn't love me, and the world doesn't like me, and, and I've you know. I, uh. That's a lot of uh, social media, television, whatever, baloney. It's a lot of baloney. God loves you. It doesn't matter what the world thinks. At all. Ever. But Paul, greatly annoyed, said to her, Command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out of her that very hour. Paul was given that authority because of the blood that was shed on Calvary. Oh, hallelujah. We have the authority to walk into hospital rooms and speak to cancer, speak to, dare I say the word, COVID. It's too much, yeah. we have that authority. God has given you that authority. And you say, Well, Brother Dowson, don't you believe in being safe? Yeah, yeah, when the time's appropriate, absolutely. And I'm not trying to politicize or talk political or preach political, I'm trying to tell you that I know the God that can take care of it all. Amen, Amen. good, bad indifferent, whatever your side is on any of those issues. I'm telling you the authority has been given to God and God alone. It doesn't matter what man says or what they make up or don't make up or put out there or don't put out there, whatever it is. I'm here to tell you if you put your faith in God and put him first, you can speak to any disease. Come on. You can speak to any disease. You can speak to any sickness. Troubles I'll get off sicknesses, and I'll go to anxiety. Yes, sir. Amen. I spoke to someone just this morning in our church, and they were talking about anxiety, and they said, oh my goodness i I, I just I brushed it off because that's what our generation was told to do oh, you know, and I believe and this is this is my belief and, and you can Discuss it with me later if you want, but here's what I believe. I believe that as a church, sometimes we ignore social anxiety, and we blow it off like just get over it. Just get over it. You'll get through it. You'll get this and you get that. I, I suffered th- through social anxiety for most of my life, and that's what I was told: was just get over it. Just pick up the phone and call for pizza. Some of you look at me like I'm crazy. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't pick up the phone and call, call for pizza. Well, well, those people are wanting you to call. Because they want to make a pizza and they want to send it. But I had such fear and anxiety to do that. Such fear to pick up the phone. And I thought, God, how am I ever going to be used? I, I can't pick up the phone and call for a pizza. I had a job as a telemarketer for one day. One day, this is before I met my wife, one day I had a job at a telemarketer, and I ran from that job. And it was, it's, it was a job. I, I mean, if you're a telemarketer, God bless you. I, this is me, and my anxiety is what made me run from it. It was right when caller IDs were coming out, and everybody wanted one. And the company I was working for was giving them away. So every person, all they had to do was call this 800 number, they would talk to us. We would verify that they were a customer, and we would ship it off to them. Those are people that want to call you because they want something. I wasn't trying to get them to buy something. There was no buying note at all. It was just they called, and I verified, and I sent it out, and I lasted one day because I was stricken with panic and fear. Oh, my goodness, someone's going to call. Well, of course they're going to call. I believe, and and, and I'm I, Pastor Paul. I may be off my notes here, but but I believe that the church deals with that. They're afraid to witness to somebody. They're afraid to reach out to somebody. What are they going to say to me? What are they going to act? How they're gonna, they're going to find out that I'm apostolic? They're going to find out that I believe in baptism in Jesus' name. They're going to they're going to find out that I believe with the infilling of the Holy Ghost. They're going to find out that I believe that we can cast out demons. I believe that they that they're going to find that stuff out. And that's nothing but a lie. It's nothing but a lie from the pits of hell. Watch how fast when somebody is sick in body, watch how fast they call you. And you know what? They don't care what you do if they're sick. They don't care what you do. If you say, well, I'm going to anoint this anoint you with oil or anoint this handkerchief and and and, and go, go and they don't care they just want to be better right. they just want to be better we put all the, the 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 social anxiety parts of it we put all the anxiety on it i can't do that i can't call so and so and invite them to church i can't do this and i can't do that yes, sir. if they're sick they'll want to be healed if they're hurting, they'll want to be healed. If they're, if they're crying out to God in their private home, they want to hear someone just pick up the phone. They want to hear someone just pick up the phone and say, you know what, God loves you. The world wants us to shake in fear. They want us to be intimidated. They want us to be scared of what they, what they have and what they do. They want us as churches to be uh, uh, intimidated by the big music programs and the big lights and, and fireworks shows and all that stuff. I don't need any of that. Right. I believe there should be a nice order to service. I believe there should be a nice look. You should be proud of the building you have. You should do your best and all that good stuff. I believe all of that, but I don't need the rest of it. Right, no. I don't need the rest of it to feel God. Amen. I don't need the rest of it to get direction from my God. Yes. I don't need the rest of it to see a healing from my God. Right. Right. Amen. The blood was shed, the power and the gift of the Holy Ghost was given. That same blood was washed for you and I. That same blood was spilled for us. That is the same blood. That is the same blood. That is where the authority and the power is given. That same gift is here tonight. That same gift allows me to walk in faith. That same gift allows me to walk in authority. Oh, hallelujah. The authority has been given to us. There is nothing in this world that we do not have the authority to take control over given to us in the name of Jesus. No other name. No other name. Almost every uh, message, and in, in my children will attest to this, every single message that I preach in our hyphen group in the back, it always goes back to the death, the burial, and the resurrection. And I didn't embarrass them. I would have pointed to them and they would have said it. But every single message goes back to the death, the burial, and the resurrection. Amen? You should wake up in the morning and say, I am thankful for the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I am thankful for that. Verse 19. But when her master saw that the hope of profit was gone. Oh, it always comes down to money, doesn't it? It always comes down to money. Always. Always. They saw the hope of prophet was gone. They seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. You're going to get pushback. You start claiming things in Jesus' name, you're going to annoy a spirit. You're going to get some pushback. I'm here to tell you tonight, you need to push through that. You need to not cower in the corner. You need to not say, say I'm, I'm sorry for the way I'm acting. Amen. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry at all. I'm not sorry for God moving in someone's life. I'm not sorry because what I may say in that moment or what I may do in that moment may trigger something to someone says, you know what? I need to change the way I'm living. Mm-hmm. Who is this Jesus. I've I've gone to Sunday school all my life. I've I've gone here. I've gone there. I've heard the name of Jesus. But who really is Jesus? Stepping out in faith always leads to victory. Always. Verse 25, it says, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them people will start listening to you. I don't mean you as the individual. They'll start understanding why you're claiming victory in Jesus' name. They'll start understanding. They'll start being curious. why Why all of a sudden this change in my friend? Why is my friend acting different? Why is my friend being bold And why are they both being bold in Jesus' name? And they'll start inquisitive. And they'll start asking questions. And then you can start saying, oh, this same Jesus. This same Jesus. He did it for me. He can do it for you. Why am I so happy? Because of what he done for me. He died on the cross for me. He died on the cross for you. amen. Amen. But we can choose to do it in two ways. We can shake in fear. Or we can receive it in faith. Amen. We can shake in fear and sit in the corner and let the world go by. Because I got news for you. The world's going to keep moving whether you do anything or not. We're going to keep rushing towards the rapture. Whether you do anything or not. We're going to keep moving down this barrel. And, and, and whatever direction we are going as a country, we're going to keep going that way. I heard the greatest thing, and it was from 1987. I heard, I listened to a message, somebody preached in 1987, the greatest thing I heard, and it stuck with me. Hey, go, guess what? God's not an American. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, smack me in the head. You're right. God's not an American. I'm an American, but God's... We cannot put God in an American box. We cannot put God in our values. He doesn't have the same values. As I get tell you, America doesn't have the same values it had 30 years ago. America used to put God first. I would love to say that he's second. I'm not even so sure of that. It may be fifth or sixth or not at all. just depends on who you are, I guess. But when her master saw their hope of profit was gone, they seized him, they dragged him. You're going to get pushed back. You're going to get upset because you have, you're going to get attacked because you upset somebody's apple cart. That's an old saying. You're going to irritate somebody. You're going to irritate some spirits, but you're going to irritate somebody. Chances are you're going to irritate somebody that's a family member. Stand your ground. I didn't say argue with them. I didn't say throw a fit, disown them. You still got to love them. You still got to love those that disagree with you. You still got to show the love of Jesus in in your heart to them. You need to still love them. What I'm saying is you need to stand your ground. If that means saying, you know what, we can, we can disagree, but I believe what I believe and I'm standing my ground. I believe God can take care of this. I believe God can take care of my family. I believe God can take care of my situations. I believe God can heal. I believe those things. You may not believe it, but I'm going to believe it for you. When you start irritating spirits, when you start doing that, the flesh is going to push back. Now we love to say that our own flesh will push back on us when we try to start fasting and praying. And 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 uh, I know uh, Pastor uh, Holly mentioned it this morning. Uh, and and I love him. He says you can you can binge watch a show on Netflix for eight hours, but but can't take ten minutes to pray. Oh my. You do what you want to do. You do what you want to do. And you find the money to do what you want to do. Amen. Amen. If your heart is to see God move in in your city here or in the surrounding areas, if your heart is destined to see this church grow, your heart is destined to see God move in a mighty way, then your heart will be in it. You'll be determined. But there's going to be some pushback. Your flesh, but more importantly, you're going to get somebody else's flesh. You're going to eat it. And here, I, I'm here to tell you tonight to stand your ground. Stand your ground. You can either shake in fear or you can receive it in faith. You can, you can do one or the other. One or the other. Stepping out in faith always leads to victory. Always. Problems aren't solved by worship alone. Paul and Silas worshiped God, sang hymns, and God provided uh, the victory in that situation. But it's not always by just worship. That's a good place to start, though. That's a good place to start. You so, well, I well, I don't know how to pray. You probably know how to sing. Well, I don't sing very well. God doesn't care. I've heard some of the worst singers in the world, but they've been anointed. And they sing. And they sing with everything they got. And you say, well, they're they're in that that second key. What's that? I don't know. It's not a key I know. But they're singing with everything they got. You worship God, that's a good place to start. That's a good place to start. If you do it in your car, do it in your car, home, whatever. It doesn't matter. You say, well, I, I just don't know how to get a hold of God. Just start worshiping him. Just start worshiping Him. God is all around. He's here. He's here tonight. Just start worshiping Him. So, why well, I, I just don't know how to I don't know how to worship. Just just start singing Hallelujah. Well, that's not a song. Doesn't matter. We get so hung up on on order all the time. Yeah, we get hung up. It's got to be a certain way. A certain order's got to be a certain key. No, it doesn't. True worship unto God is is. It, there's no order to it. You're talking about praise. I can praise God and there's some order to it and all that stuff. I'm talking about worshiping God. There's no order to it. There's no order to it. Some of the best worship services I've ever been in, Brother Wayne, I don't even remember. Because I just started worshiping God. I don't remember how long they were singing. I don't remember when they were singing. I've, I've jumped off the keyboard at, the, at, at home. And, and, and uh, I've told my wife and, and family when I've gone home. I go, I kept hearing the music. And I'm pretty sure I was the only guy playing. But when you're worshiping God, none of that matters. You just start worshiping Him and praising Him. Magnifying His name. So, well, there's no music. I don't care. I don't care. God's been so good to me. Thank you for the compliment for my family, but there is proof right there of how good, good God has been to me. Amen. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Thank you. He's so good. Stepping out in faith leads to victory. Paul and Silas worshiped, saying praises unto God. They were having church, and they didn't even have to take up an offering, they didn't have to have order. They didn't have to have any of that. Worship alone doesn't solve your problems. They had a relationship with God. They did. Amen. Good. They did. You have to have a relationship with God. You have got to have a relationship with God. I'm going to say it one more time in case you didn't hear it you've got to have a relationship with God. If you're going to go out in his name and you're going to go out and and, and try to cast out demons and see God heal, you have got to have a relationship with God. You can't walk out of this door and not have a relationship with God and and think you're going to do it on your own. Well, I'm just going to go over to the hospital and just walk through there and in Jesus' name... You have got to have a relationship with God. Amen? Amen. Having a relationship with God is key. It's key because God gives you direction. I use this example a lot, and I'm going to use it again. I probably used it here once before. If my wife and I never talk to each other, she's never going to know what to feed me. I'm going to let that sit for a minute. And I have eaten well in 23 years. I used to be a lot skinnier. Now I'm not. Why? Because we communicate to each other. And she knows what to feed me. And she knows what dinners to make. And she knows what dinners I like to eat. And she knows what dinners that, that'll, that'll get me to buy her a new car. <laughs> Do I dare say it, Brother White? I'm going, to, I'm going to anyways. If my wife wants something from me, she makes meatballs. I'm an old Italian boy here, and meatballs, and she knows how to make I don't even know how she makes them, but I, I, I tried to watch one time, but it didn't work. She makes them meatballs, and she'll put them on the plate, and she'll bring them in. And, and half the time, to be honest with you, I, I, I'm probably not listening she so, "Well, we want to do this or do that?" And let's go on vacation here." and, and I'll say, oh, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah." But she knows how to feed me because we communicate. Hear what I'm trying to tell you today. If you don't have a relationship with God and you don't communicate with God, then how does he know how to feed you? He's trying to feed you things and you're not accepting it because he's trying to give it to you through the word and you don't have a relationship with him. You don't read the Bible. You can't get instructions from the word. You can't, you can't get that fed. You can't get fed because you don't have a relationship with him. If you don't sit down and talk and pray with God and have a communication with him, how does he know how to feed you? Better yet, he's trying to feed you. How do you know what you're getting and what you're not getting? You're not getting the label. You're not reading the label of the can. Because you don't know. Because you don't have a relationship with God. Paul and Silas had a relationship with God before they even got to the city. Before they even cast uh, the demon out. Before they were put in the inner prison. Before they were rescued uh, by the earthquake. Before any of that, they had a relationship with God first. You cannot say, God, I want to do mighty things in your name and not have a relationship with God. And then on the flip side, you can't say, well, God just doesn't want to use me because I don't have a relationship with God. God is willing to use anyone that wants to be used. Anyone that is willing to take direction, he will use them. Anyone that is willing to take direction, but you've got to have a relationship with him. They understood the power of the Holy Ghost. They were okay with just staying in the prison. Think about that for a moment, and I'll be done, I promise. They were okay with just staying in the prison. That's how confident they were with God. Now, I didn't say they wanted to stay in the prison. Sometimes we get oppressed and depressed and all those things that the world wants to throw out at us and we go, well, this just must be where God wants me to be. That is the difference between being okay with the situation in which you are in and just staying in the situation in which you are in. Two different things. Amen. I'm okay with staying in the prison because I know my God is going to deliver me. I'm not okay with staying in my situation because of my laziness spiritually. Amen. I'm not okay with just staying where I am as a church because it's comfortable and I don't want some outside sinner coming in and ruining where I'm going to sit. Or better yet, they may see me worshiping God in a weird way. They may see me flaying on my arms. And they may see me running the aisles. And they may see me doing something. I'm not okay with the church only being the size that it is. Or, or, or seeing the, the, the growth that we are seeing. Yeah. Because I'm uncomfortable. But I am okay with maybe going through a trial Or tribulation. Or something, knowing that my God is going to, to, to bring me through. My God's going to bring me out of it. I'm okay. See, Paul and Silas were okay being in the inner prison because they knew God was about to do something great. Why did they know? Because they had a relationship with God. They were okay with staying in the prison. Faith knew God would prevail. And better yet, It's easy for us because we can flip the page and know what happens next. But they were okay with dying in the prison. They were okay with that. Because they were going to sing and worship God. They were going to praise his name. They were going to magnify him. They were going to sing his praises. They were going to witness to the guards. They were going to do everything they could do. And if God decided that it was their time to go at that time, they were okay with that. They didn't sit and just stare at the wall and go, ah, we can't do nothing else. I guess we'll just stay here. What's that old saying, us four no more? Yeah. I, had, I had a, mm, I'm going to say it now, I already started it. I had a pastor one time say to me, I'm just here to maintain what we got. Needless to say, that guy is not a pastor anymore. We are not okay with four, us four no more. We're not okay with just being so far, well, we got a good thing going, music's going good, and 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 uh, you know vacation Bible school is doing well, and and we're having we have a good revival every once in a while, and and, and that's okay. I'm okay. Let's just let's just maintain till God. will just hold on till God comes back. I don't want to just be holding on when God comes back. I don't want to be running to the church at the last minute to say I gotta get in just at the last minute. I gotta get there so I can just grab that rope. I gotta grab my rope to heaven. Just 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 I got. I, I want to be grasping. I want to be there. I want to hear it when I hear the trumpet sound. I just want to I, I don't even want to be, oh, is that the trumpet? Nuh-uh. I want to hear it from the first note. I'd be okay with hearing hearing the spit go in the trumpet. That would be fine with me. I, I don't want to Wait. I don't want to wait. I don't want to miss my opportunity. I don't want to miss my chance. And finally tonight, once you have the spirits on the run, don't you let up. So many times we get in a habit, we have great revivals. We have great outpouring of the Holy Ghost. We have great baptisms. We have great... Great things. We see lives change. We see people, lives change, and we, we go, oh, that's good. God, God's still good. God, God's still good. And then we allow things to creep right back into our lives. We push them back for a little bit. We push them back for a little bit, and then we, we slowly let them creep back in. And I'm, I, I don't mean to pick on any young people here tonight, but young people are really, uh, they, they're famous for getting church and youth congress saved. And then they let things creep in. And It dawned on me while I was writing my notes that, you know what, we do it as adults too. We're so quick to criticize young people, but you know what, we do the same stupid things. I'm sorry, am I allowed to say stupid? It's too late, I said it twice, didn't I? We do that. We do that same stuff. We let God God push something out of our way. We let God push that spiritual torment. We let him push it out of the way. And then we let it slowly creep back in. We're just inches back in. Slowly, slowly. When you've got it on the run, keep it on the run. Amen. When you got the devil down, you keep him down. We need to quit as a church. We're all we're all folk here, right? Home folk. We're we're so good at thinking the devil is this this Hollywood image of of a a devil with horns and and all that stuff, and he's happy go lucky, and you know the devil would like to see us all die. Before we leave this building here tonight. I'm not trying to scare you. What I'm trying to tell you is. Is we need to quit sugarcoating who the devil really is. Amen. We need to quit uh, 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 glorifying him. We need to quit. He wants you dead. Dead. It's not a game. It's not something that we, we, we play around with. The world does that. The world plays around with who God is and who the devil is and this internal. He wants you dead and would rejoice if it happened before you walked out this door. He would rejoice and would not think twice about you ever again. We act like it's such a battle. It's not a battle. He doesn't care about you. He just wants you gone. Why? Because when you're alive, you've got the authority and you can go and you can preach the gospel to someone else. You can witness to someone else. You can have God change someone's eye. You can do that all in Jesus' name. If you can't breathe or speak, you ain't doing nothing. Right. Once you've got them on a run, keep them on a run. Yeah. Verse 35, says, and says in one it was the day the magistrates sent the officers saying, let those men go. So the keeper of the prison reported these words to Paul saying, the magistrates have sent to you let, to, to let you go. Now therefore depart and go in peace. <laughs> and Paul says, uh-uh, uh-uh. When you've got the spirit on the run, when you've got your problem on the run and God has delivered you, you put your foot down. You put your foot down. And when they go, you know what? Just be that peaceful Christian. You just 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 be quiet. Uh uh-uh. uh. You shout the victory. I, I, a couple of you's got it come on I'm almost done I promise hear what I'm trying to tell you tonight when you, God has delivered you or blessed you financially and he has delivered you from d- drugs and alcohol and any other thing that God you put your foot down and when the world says will you just be that quiet Christian you just be that quiet apostolic and you be quiet over there yeah we know God has done it for you but you just be quiet you go no 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 no, no. I'm going to worship I'm going to praise my God I'm going to tell every person I know. I'm going to tell him how great my God is. I'm going to tell him what he delivered me from. I'm going to tell everybody. Don't you be quiet. Don't you be quiet because the world says to be quiet or the world says you apostolics just be quiet over there in the corner. Don't you shake in fear. You receive your blessing in faith. You receive it. You take it. You take it to someone else. You take it to someone else. Let's all stand. I'm going to read that last verse again. It says, but Paul said to them, they they have beaten us openly, uncondemned Romans, and have thrown us into prison. And now they put us out secretly. No, indeed. No, indeed. No. No, 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 no. My God has delivered me. My God, that's what Paul and Silas, my God has delivered us from the inner prison. They weren't satisfied. They weren't satisfied with just getting out. Oh, hear me tonight. They weren't just satisfied. See, the world would just be satisfied. Oh, we made it out of the prison. We didn't die. Let's just get out of here. Let's go to the next town. Maybe somebody will be nicer somewhere else. Maybe maybe they'll be nicer. The next revival we have, we'll we'll have a preacher that doesn't step on our toes.
1: Yeah.
0: Maybe they'll be nicer to us then. Uh-uh. Paul said, I want to see the people. I want to see the people that condemned us. I want to see the people that didn't believe. I want to see the people that dragged us into the marketplace into the town square. I want to see the people that put us in the inner prison. I want to see the people that left us for dead. And I want to look them in the eye and tell them how great my God is. So I'm going to tell you tonight, you can either shake in fear or you can receive it in faith. This altar is going to be open here in a moment. And and I'm telling you, now's your time to come. now's your time to put your foot down. Now's your time to say I'm not satisfied with where I am. I'm not satisfied with where I am. Uh, spiritually, you say, well, I've been in church all my life, Brother Dallison, and, and I just, I just, I've been in church most of my, I think three days. I was three, three days or three weeks or something like that when I walked into or well, I didn't walk anywhere yeah. but they brought me into the sanctuary of the church I've been in church literally my entire life and I am unsatisfied unsatisfied with where I am oh but you've done this and you've done that and blah, 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 blah. I am unsatisfied and there are times that I shake in fear So, maybe you say, Well, Brother Dowser, you're not talking to me. Fine, I am talking to myself tonight, then. I receive it in faith. I receive the blessings that God has done, I receive the promises that God has given me. So, well, you haven't seen them come, come to fruition yet. No, I haven't, but I receive it in faith. I receive it in faith. I receive it that God's going to use me more than I've ever been used before. I receive it that God's going to bless me in ways I could not even imagine. God's going to take me places where I've never been before. I receive it. I'm not here to shake in fear anymore. I'm here to put my foot down. That was weak. Put my foot down. Dig in where God has told me to be you're here tonight and you're saying you're teetering God I just don't know I'm not sure I'm here to tell you come up here come up here and put your foot down put your foot down you come up it's okay I I, it's okay they come up and just stomp right right just come up and say I put my foot down yeah I'm not going to take it anymore I'm not going to shake in fear I'm not going to coward in the corner I'm going to receive it I believe in you, you alone, I don't believe in the world, I don't believe what the world can give me, what the world can, I believe in you God, yes, and you alone, yes, I yes. believe that God has sent me here tonight to speak to someone here tonight. Thankful for your anointing here tonight, Lord. Lord, I believe that you have sent me here tonight, Lord, with this word.
2: This word is for someone here tonight, Lord. Lord, let us feel the Lord. I ask you to touch
0: them. That person, Lord, they may not have the faith, Lord, well, they may not have the strength. They may not have the endurance, Lord. They may not have the, 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 the confidence, Lord, to walk up here. But I'm telling you right now, Lord, I ask you to bless that person in the name of Jesus right now. Oh I I claim it, Lord, in Jesus' name. I rebuke anxiety. I rebuke social anxiety. I rebuke the fear, Lord. In the name of Jesus we pray. Lord, I rebuke any doubt. Any doubt that may be in this building right now. Praise your Hallelujah. Let's all just raise our hands and praise them. Lord,
2: we thank you, Lord. We praise you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. These altars are open. Come on. Come on tonight. enough come on tonight let's get a hold of the Thank you, Brother Dallison, for such a wonderful message. Praise God. A good way to kick off a Sunday, isn't it? Uh, Monday, actually, but kick off Sunday night, Monday morning. Praise God is having the word of the Lord. Praise God. Thank you again so much. Amen. And uh, I'm just going to pray. Dear Lord, we love you, God, and praise you for this day. I thank you, Lord, for your presence. I thank you,